due to the graphic nature and content of this podcast. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back, everyone, to our Unsolved Moment. I'm Melissa Lee, and thanks for joining me. So I'm actually bringing another local case to you guys that's currently unsolved. Um, You know, I first heard about it when it happened, and I actually had somebody approach me to do an episode on this. And, um, you know, she reached out to me a couple months ago, but I wanted to make sure I had as much information as I could possibly have to share this case. So without further ado, this is the case of Kiera Coles. search for a pregnant postal worker who vanished in Chicago without a trace. She is said to be about three months pregnant and hasn't been seen since October 2nd. Family says they found her cell phone and purse in the car. The U.S. Postal Inspection Service, where Cole works, says she called in sick that morning. We're not going to rest until we find our sister. While police tell ABC News they have no evidence there was an abduction, they believe foul play might be involved. She won't go this long without talking to me. We talk every day. We talk every day. She wouldn't have me worrying like this. Basically, I'm just waiting for her to just walk through the door. So that last person we heard talking on the sound clip was actually Karen, which is Kira's mother. Um, She was being interviewed by a local news affiliate, and I just thought it was really appropriate to include it in this podcast. So let me just first start out by saying there is not a whole lot of information out there about this case. We have a very basic timeline as to what is believed to have happened to Kiera. I really want to make sure I share this information as accurately as possible because there are a lot of false facts out there about this case. As far as sources of the information goes, I utilized a lot of the local news sources such as CBS, WGN, and a few YouTube videos as well from other people who have covered the case. I also utilized the Find Kiera Cole's Facebook page. I was actually requested to cover this case by one of the founders of that page. And I highly suggest you check it out if you want to learn more about this case. It also is a great source for information about other missing people. So let's go ahead and start with the basic timeline of Kiera's case. Now, I obviously did not know Kiera, but I did want to go ahead and start as well with a little information about her from what I could gather. From information I've been able to gather about Kiera, Kiera's a really caring and tough person and can apparently be kind of defensive and bossy, but um, again, very loyal to her friends and family. You know, she's working for the United States Postal Service for three years at this point. She had been a letter carrier and it was a really solid job for her. You know, she had just gotten a new car and a new apartment. um, And of course, she had a really good job. And, you know, she was pregnant with her first child. She was approximately three months 
along at this point. This pregnancy was planned. It was not unexpected, which is a big misconception about the case. You know, Kira had been with her boyfriend at the time, I believe, for something around like five years ballpark. The whole concept is Kira had everything in line and was doing so well and was so excited for this time in her life that she would have had no reason to just disappear. So the night before Kira went missing, she visited her friend Nikita and actually shared the fact that she had heard her baby's heartbeat for the first time. And she was so excited to share this with her friend. And like I said, people just have reported that Kira was in the best of spirits at this time, and she was so happy with life. After visiting her friend, Kira actually told Nikita that she had an appointment at Wick in the evening slash afternoon time. So once Kira leaves, this is believed to have been the last time she was ever seen or heard from again. Police have not confirmed or denied the fact that Kira ever arrived at that appointment. There also are questions as to whether or not Kira went to this appointment alone or whether or not she met someone there. And I have also heard a theory that just maybe Kira did not have an appointment at WIC and this was used as an excuse to do something else. So some time passes and Kira's mother Karen is growing more and more concerned that she has not heard from Kira. And at this point, all of her calls are going straight to voicemail. So she actually would talk with her mother daily and this was completely out of the ordinary for Kiera. Even if she was taking it easy for a couple days, she definitely would have told her mom, which I totally feel. I'm really close with my mom and I know she would freak out if she didn't hear from me for like even a day. And we know that moms have that motherly intuition when they can tell that something's wrong with their child. And I'm sure that that was probably going off in Karen's head. So because she was worried, she actually ended up stopping near Kira's apartment. And of course, she saw her vehicle there. So she kind of peered in and everything looked normal. So she was like, yeah, okay, Kira's probably just inside resting. So it's believed that she went missing on October 2nd by October 4th. And after not hearing from her, Kira's mother called the police to do a welfare check. So when the police actually got to the premises, they immediately noticed a neighbor's surveillance camera pointing into the street direction. So they attempted to get access to the footage right away to see if it had any clues as to where Kira might be. They go into the apartment to try to see if Kira is there and everything appears to be in place. And the only thing missing is Kira. They have a locksmith come out and open her car, which I believe her family was actually there for. So when he opened it, you know, they saw a coat on top of the passenger seat. And when they lifted that up, they found prenatal vitamins, her purse, her phone, and a packed lunch. They also found in her apartment a very important asthma inhaler that Kiera took just about basically everywhere with her because she has horrible asthma. So let's do a countdown as far as what we have. We have her asthma inhaler inside the apartment. We have her prenatal vitamins, phone, purse, and a packed lunch left in her car. I mean, these are very important items to a 27-year-old pregnant female. So it's pretty easy to see initially, like right off the bat, that yeah, foul play had to have been suspected because it's very unlikely that Kiera would have went anywhere without these items. So please begin an investigation and the United States Postal Service actually began an investigation as well, which I did not know the United States Postal Service had an inspection service, but they do. They're called the USPIS. 
So the USPIS does investigate everything from things regarding to the USPS, to their employees, to preventing um, illegal narcotics being sent and fraudulent mail and identity theft. I mean, they investigate quite a bit, which is really interesting. Like I said, I did not know that. And the list goes on. But I wanted to more so point out the fact that they opened up an investigation about Kira's case. So police went ahead and reviewed the CCTV footage, and they actually saw something very interesting. On the morning of October 2nd, they witnessed a young woman walking down the street and the sidewalk who appeared to be very similar in size and stature to Kiera. The woman appeared to be leaving actually near Kiera's apartment on 82nd and Cole's However, she ended up walking past Kiera's car. This woman was dressed the same way that Kiera would have been in her postal uniform. However, it's kind of strange that she would walk past her own car if that were Kiera. And the situation ended up getting a little stickier too because the police and the USPIS came out and said that they did not believe that was Kiera walking down the street. However, her family believes it was Kiera. So... You can actually go online and see this footage yourself. I will link it down below just so you can, you know, see it with your own eyes and make the judgment for yourself. So if that situation wasn't getting sticky enough, the police ended up discovering the day that Kiera went missing October 2nd, she called out sick from her job. So this is where it gets really confusing because if Kiera called out sick, why would she be walking towards her car in her postal service uniform? It just does not add up. So the investigation continues and the police have searched all around Chicagoland area. However, they have not been able to find any sign of Kiera. Groups have been searching for her as well. Um, and you know what? I saw something about the family not being involved in the search I don't know if people realize this, but that is very common. Um, you know, hypothetically speaking, if searchers were to find something and there were to be an upset family member there, they could potentially contaminate the scene. The police have also received many tips. However, the nature of these tips have not been released. Um, they really have not released very much information at all, which we'll kind of go into in the next section here. Um, just as an FYI, um, during some of the searches, a lot of animal bones were found in a specific forest preserve that the police had been tipped off to by multiple people. So that's kind of interesting. You know, obviously finding bones is very disturbing. And especially when you don't know if they're animal or human, um, I could see where that would be quite freaky, for lack of a better word. But um, I think the more important thing here is that police received multiple tips about this specific forest preserve. And I think maybe we need to look at that a little bit more. Another important aspect is there have been no signs of life with Kira either. Um, her bank account, I don't believe, has been touched. Neither has her social media. Everything has been dead silent, which obviously that's not a good sign. So as far as our suspects go, um, According to the CPD, they've narrowed down a group of three person of interest or suspects for the case. But the police have apparently said they have an idea of what happened. Now they just need the evidence to prove it. The police have not technically and formally named a suspect. However, there is quite a bit of information out there courtesy of the family and friends. Suspect number one is definitely her boyfriend at the time. So her boyfriend worked 
at the United States Postal Service as well. And come to find out he was actually married with Kiera being his girlfriend. Then I had heard a rumor that there was a third woman in there. I don't know whether or not that's true. I did hear there was a confrontation between this other woman and Kiera. I don't know if that was his wife or other girlfriend. Um, it's a little confusing. Again, there's a lot of different information out there that has not been corroborated. So, um, but anyway, back to the boyfriend. So he worked where Kiera worked. And apparently his wife was pregnant at the same time as Kiera, which that could definitely cause some issues. And also something kind of interesting, but I feel like can be explained away. They have said that this boyfriend never attended any of the vigils or the searches for Kiera. Now, this could definitely be due to him being married with children. It's just kind of weird because... Um, you know, I feel like that can be easily explained. Now, here's something interesting, though. He was originally spoken to by the police only once. After that, he refused to cooperate with them and the family. So initially, the family actually said that the boyfriend was not involved at the time. And this was um, actually an interview given in October of 2018, like within a couple weeks of Kira going missing. But I feel like their story has kind of changed since then. And, you know, this isn't suspicious at all. Um, he's since moved and has refused to be questioned by the police. He ended up moving to Louisiana with his wife and children. And you know what? <sighs> he's also changed his appearance and apparently cannot be found, which I find extremely suspicious. And he left almost immediately after being questioned and refused to communicate with the family or police after that. So, you know, that's, again, not suspicious, but I feel like if you have nothing to hide, why up and leave like that? If you have nothing to do with her disappearance or you or any of your people around you have nothing to do with her disappearance, why leave? Why not cooperate? I believe, too, I saw some like Instagram messages that people sent to his wife, I think. And, you know, there were some snotty messages back and forth. I don't know if it's real. I don't know if it was faked. Um, but, you know, kind of interesting. It was like answers like, or, you know, questions similar to like, where's Kiera? You know, we need to know. And she would be like, oh, I don't know, but have a blessed day, which was obviously with a sarcastic tone, um, which feels super inappropriate, especially when someone is missing. But yeah, so that's that's about it with um, the boyfriend and wife slash people around him. In May of 2019, there was actually another Chicago woman to go missing who incidentally was pregnant. Um, however, um, this was found to be a separate case. That was the case of Marlena Choa. There was also another woman who went missing in Chicago, but that again was believed to be an isolated incident. The one case with Marlena Choa, um, the people have been arrested. And unfortunately, um, just to give a little information about that case, Marlene was drawn to an area for like a baby item swap for like clothes or toys, something along the lines of that. And she was actually killed, had the child cut out of her stomach. And the child obviously had some, I believe it was oxygen deprivation. And the baby ended up dying weeks after they found um, Marlene's body and the people have been ultimately charged and are in prison. And I believe I heard that they uh, pled not guilty, which, huh? OK. Um, so anyway, moving on. 
So now at this point, I kind of want to take some time to talk about the what's like the questions in this case, because I feel like there are a ton. Like while researching this case and I wrote down just the basic facts about it, there is little to nothing available, yet the police have an idea as to what happened. So let's go ahead and get into the questions a little bit. So let's start with the last time she's ever seen. So she's leaving her friend's house, going to a supposed appointment at WIC. I have some problems with this because... The police have never come out and said whether or not she actually made it to this appointment. Like I said earlier, there have been speculation that she used this as an excuse to leave and go and meet someone else. So I believe there's a theory out there that, you know, she went to meet her boyfriend and there ended up being a confrontation. And ultimately, that's what happened to Kira. But obviously, that's, again, speculation. I don't know. But it is a thought as to what happened or, you know, on October 4th, then when the police realized there were surveillance cameras basically in the area that she was, you know, they released only a very tiny clip as to who they believed was maybe Kiara. So here's my question. If they ended up ultimately finding all these items in Kiara's car, you know, her purse, her phone, her prenatals, and then jacket was ultimately covering them up. Why is there no video of Kiera placing those items in there? And then ultimately, you know, if she supposedly called off, here's my question. Was that at nighttime the night before or the morning? Because if that woman caught on camera is indeed Kiera, why was she in uniform if she called off sick? So anyway, to get back to the items in the car, Kiera would have had to place those in there at some point. Why is there no footage of her doing that? I've also heard some talk that that's not the only surveillance camera in the area. Why haven't police released more information as far as security footage? At this point, what can it hurt? It's been a year. So my guess personally, and again, this is my opinion, I think that the video shows maybe a little bit more from either the night before or, you know, later on in that day. And the police don't want to say. Because if they're coming out and saying we have a really good idea as far as what happened, now we just need the proof. They know something we don't know, obviously. I mean, like, yeah, that's a given. But I find it so strange that, you know, these items have been in that car supposedly for two days and they have a video of a random woman walking that's supposedly possibly Kira. Like they haven't released any information as far as how those items got into the car. That makes no sense. So to get back to the fact that she called in to work. So I have heard through a couple different sources that she or, you know, with the United States Postal Office, when people call in sick, they're supposed to do it the night before. Now, the USPIS has not come out and said whether or not she called in the morning or night. Now, here's my question. How do we know it was Kiara who called in? You know, I don't know if it's an automatic system like a voicemail or if it's a person who calls and takes, you know, the people who are going to be sick. But I've also heard different conflicting reports as to whether or not she called in the night before or the morning of. Either way, it's really suspicious that this woman, supposedly Kira, walking to her car in her uniform would have called in sick. So I think that is more proof that that's not Kira on the tape. 
And apparently, you know, if the boyfriend and then the other girlfriend or wife, something along the lines of that, of this guy works at the United States Postal Service, would they not know how that call-in process works? I'm pretty sure they would. You know, we really don't know as to whether or not, you know, when the time of Kiera going missing is. You know, I've heard thoughts that she, you know, fled, which I believe is, you know, total crap. That is not the case whatsoever. The police have said that. Her family has said that. Her friends have said that. She would have not just left with nothing in hand. I had heard that the police had said it was most likely a domestic issue, like it wasn't some outside problem. Um, And I I believe, you know, that has something to do with the boyfriend slash family and friends of the boyfriend. So ultimately, the questions I need answered before, you know, you can draw any true conclusions, whether or not she went to that WIC appointment, did they confirm whether or not it was her calling in sick that day or night? And finally, why is there only this one specific tiny little clip of a woman going to the car? You're going to tell me they don't have more footage? of that area? That's absurd. I heard a rumor as well that it was possibly the neighbor not wanting to give up the surveillance tape, but I highly doubt that because the police have their way. And I feel like too, if there were some other issue, they would have said it. So my guess, if I had to, you know, look at everything and take a guess, there is way more footage information and they're not telling us which I get, they're trying to solve a case. But again, it's been a year. We don't know where this pregnant woman is. She was due this past April. So they would have been celebrating the birth of Kira's child literally a couple months ago. And here we are. We don't know what happened to her. And her boyfriend has just completely disappeared into thin air and completely changed the way he looks. Like I said, that's not suspicious at all, right? So who who would feel threatened here overall? If you had to guess and infer, who would be the person who felt threatened? She was pregnant and at the same time, his supposed wife was pregnant. And I'm just like speculating right now. Obviously, you know, we don't know anything. The police could have spoken to these people and, you know, we, like I said, we don't know. And I'd also like to really know what information was on her cell phone. You know, who was she talking to? in the hours before she went missing and what was the last activity on her cell phone. They haven't released this information. We don't know. Again, like I said, I understand that the police have a job to do and the USPIS has a job to do as well. At some point, you know, we need these answers. I can't even imagine the pain the family must be going through right now, not knowing where their daughter is. It was just her 28th birthday, the end of September 2019, and my heart absolutely broke for them. I could not imagine the pain they feel every single day, not knowing where Kiera is. Now, there is a reward as far as information about Kiera and her case. You know, it's with the United States Postal Inspection Service. Um, I believe it's up to something around like $50,000. You know, they want information as far as what happened to Kiera. So just some identifying information about Kiera. Um, You know, obviously she's female, her race is black, eyes brown, tattoos. She has a heart, 
on her left hand and Lucky Libra on her back. She weighed approximately 125 pounds. She's 5'4", and she has a complexion that's medium brown, and her hair is black. I'm going to make sure to include all the contact information about this case if you or anyone you know has any information about the whereabouts of Kira Coles, you are encouraged to please contact the United States Postal Inspection Service at 877-876-2455 or contact the Chicago Police Department at 312-747-8271. Again, it has been a year since anyone has heard from Kiara. And like I said, my heart just absolutely breaks for the family, for the what ifs. What was she gonna have, a boy or a girl? What kind of mother would she have been? Kira has missed out on all these opportunities because of somebody else's selfishness. While we truly don't know to this day what has happened, we hope and pray that justice is soon served and answers are found for Kira's family. Again, if you have any information about Kira's case, you are encouraged to contact either the United Postal Inspection Service or the Chicago Police Department. Please make sure to check out the Find Kira Cole's Facebook page, which is linked below. I'm Melissa Lee, and this has been our Unsolved Moment. Victimology is a self-produced podcast. Make sure to subscribe to Victimology on your favorite podcast platform. Like and follow Victimology on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you like what we do, please consider giving Victimology a five-star review on iTunes. Thank you.